This podcast is made by Awesome Panda Productions. Find out more at awesomepandauk.com. Hello and welcome to the RG10 podcast, brought to you by the people behind RG10 magazine. The aim is to bring you interviews, information and entertainment. In fact, anything interesting that's relevant to living around here. Fourteen years ago, Henley hosted its first ever literary festival. Since then, it's become one of the UK's biggest book festivals, with top authors from around the world coming to the town. Due to obvious reasons, last year was a little bit different, with the whole event going online. Long-time listeners may remember me speaking to Harriet Reed Ryan, the festival's events and programme director, where she said she was finding the whole prospect exciting but frightening. Well, I've been speaking to Harriet again ahead of this year's festival and started by asking her if that statement proved to be accurate. Yeah, I think it was exciting and it was quite frightening at times. I think it was a brilliant learning curve the last year. I think we all had to change because of these unusual circumstances, but I think it probably for the better. Um, But I am very glad that we are going to be back in real life in some form as well this year, because that's kind of where I think where we perform best as well. I mean, I think we did really well. I think it picked up a lot more. You know, we ended up selling a lot of tickets last year. We had this amazing success with the schools programme last year, which we've really taken forward in that um, where our previous venues have been 300 and always sold out uh, with schools. We suddenly had these sort of 1,400 children watching live from classrooms or um, which was just absolutely incredible. I remember on the, one of the occasions um, someone said, oh, how many have I got? And I went and asked the team and I hadn't really sort of thought about it. Or, and they were like, oh, 1,400. And I was like, 1,400 children? Like that's absolutely astounding. So we've actually, you know, things like that are really exciting and not at all frightening now because, you know, we have now released our whole schools programme virtually. So we're going to do it again this year and the numbers are even better than they were last year. And it's not just uh, the schools programme that uh, there are going to be many virtual aspects as well. There are others, aren't there? Is that correct? Yeah, we're coming live. So we've got sort of two elements, actually. One which starts next week, which is every Monday in September. Um, We are going to be doing a couple of virtual only events where there are people who um, couldn't be here for mainly for country where they're based reasons. So, for example, Brit Burnett and Curtis Sittenfeld are both coming from America, which is going to be amazing. And I don't think they've ever done an event together. So that'd be a great. We've got Celia Ahern coming from Ireland, Michael Holdings away, I think, on a cricket tour. So people like that are all coming in virtually. So that was sort of one of the nods we did to the success of last year. We thought it'd be really good to have that as a as another kind of element. And then live from the festival. Um, the marquee which we're building for the first time a really big marquee um, at Phyllis Court that is going to be streamed live from the marquee so I want to dive in on the marquee there that, that intrigues me is there any particular reason for that is that Covid linked it has to be kind of half outside or something tell me about that yeah it was what we did last year and what we've done this year and I think lots of people will probably agree is sometimes you've just got to make decisions that you know can happen whatever I mean obviously if we have another lockdown I can't do anything about that but what I can do is build a venue that allows for social distancing if we need it uh, that can be outside if you need to lift the sides up so we just made the decision that it was much better to try and basically keep our same format of having a 350 400 seater having a 250 seater and having a 
a hundred seater, but what we've done is we've moved all the venues around. So in Christchurch, which is usually about three, 350 to 400, that will actually now hold about 200. So that there's a bit of distancing. We're just trying to keep some element, um, yeah, some element of, of social distancing. And if it's needed at the moment, we're selling 70% capacity. Um, and it's also really exciting. You know, we've talked a lot about a 500 seater um and building marquees and this has been the thing which has made us done it and that's great so um yeah i feel pretty excited about that idea so yeah we're going to have it at phyllis court in the grounds and yeah you're going to be able to stream it from wherever you are last year when i spoke to you you told me that whenever you get uh, a booking that excites you you do a big jig so which authors have caused you to do a big jig this year would you say um we had this day where we got just the most amazing names all in one day so it was just almost we called it super thursday because it was thursday and everyone was saying yes um i am so i had a really personal one in that um fee glover and jane garvey's podcast i listened to religiously during uh, during lockdowns jane garvey was renowned for being on women's art and now no longer is and now that their podcast is now actually a radio for show slash podcast as well um and they're closing the festival and that was a real because you know it has been a tough old year for everyone i'm sure and you know something that had really helped me through the year being able to program that was a real that was a real jig what other jigs did i do um well we got joe wicks i mean we basically got all the lockdown kings we got joe wicks um who's coming with his kids books that was a proper jig or like a burpee maybe and the other one from lockdown is we've got um rob biddulph who did draw along who he basically became my kids art teacher and we've had him before but that was a real delight um sophie ellis bexter that was a bit of a jig as well because she's really cool and again I, they're all things i've li- listened to over the last year because i think listening i think obviously what you do with your podcast brilliant i think listening and reading have really helped people through this last year mm. and i think like th- so those ones definitely called out to me um I, I mean to be honest the whole program is and I know I'm the program so I should say this, it's definitely the best program we have ever offered I it's um the names that were around the people who are writing books in the last year have been brilliant we've got sort of more famous faces than we probably ever had it's um I can never when I do interviews like this I, I just can't get all the names in because they are so good so I am really really proud of it all so there was a lot of jigging the whole program gave me a jig People have had so much more time to sit down and write over the past 18 months. Has that had an impact on the festival at all? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think um, there's quite a lot of comedians in the festival. And I think comedians had a down patch when there wasn't any touring or, you know, so we've got Rob Beckett, we've got Tom Allen, uh, Robert Webb has also written a brilliant novel. I really liked his novel. So I think there are those people who probably wouldn't have naturally had the time. I think the book industry at the moment is booming and um, there's just so many brilliant authors who've got books coming out. You sort of every, every Sunday paper, every TV show at the moment seems to be sort of led by authors talking about their books. I've seen that more in the last year than ever before. Has that made things easy to book? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, we've worked really hard for 15 years. So I think we've got a very good um, relationship with publishers and they trust us. So I think that's helped. Yeah, I felt like in every meeting there was sort of these brilliant names being mentioned. So it felt it, it probably felt it easier to programme than it has in previous years because things just popped out at you. Do you have any uh, local authors at all? Yeah, we've got a few who are uh, sort of local naturally. Um, some unexpected ones, I guess, might be local. James Scudamore, 
um, has um, his book English Monsters did really well, very, very well received last year. He is on a prize winning panel uh, with Monique Roffey. Um, so he lives locally. His wife actually runs the Nettlebed Creamery, uh, which everyone is talking about at the moment over in Nettlebed. So um, they're local. We've also got um, a really fun one, which is locally criminal because we've got loads of local crime writers nearby it's got robert thorogood who has got the marlowe murder club and then there's jenny quintana who's based in Reading, um who's coming with um the hiding place and they're yeah they're both crime writers so we've got those guys who are local yeah we do have quite a lot of people and just people who i think we're really lucky with where we live quite a lot of people live quite nearby as well you kind of get that and we really try and make sure our interviewers are very local that's something i've really worked on more this year is trying to get the majority from, you know, so like Amanda Jennings, the local author, is interviewing Cheska Major again. I think she lives in Pangbourne. She's interviewing. So we are trying to make sure that we are. And also, I think in a COVID way, it's much better that we aren't having people travelling all over the country. So, yeah. How hard is it to get to, to get the right interviewers, if you like, to get, to get that chemistry right? That, I think, has been the hardest part of my job this year. Um, because it's really hard to get the right fit for an interview. And actually, interestingly, we get very, very few complaints. We sell about 25,000 tickets now. We probably get five emails, but I read them all and take them quite personally. And they're always about the interview. It's always comes down to who we got to interview and why. And people really, really passionately care about the interviews um, because it's, it completely changes the whole event. And the thing about a festival, a literary festival, is it's a, a conversation between two people that you get to witness. So you have to hope that that person's sort of going to ask what you would ask if you were in the same position. And obviously you're never, you know, we can't get it right for 300 people. But I, we spend a lot of time thinking about the um, interviews and we have some brilliant ones. Finally, uh, one thing I'd like to ask you, and you, you may choose not not to answer this, I, I wouldn't blame you whatsoever. I'm intrigued. But, um, you know, uh, you get like, with rock stars and the like, if you like, with actors and actresses, you you have them they're making odd requests on riders or they're just being divas in general, perhaps. Have you ever had any incidents uh, like that that you could tell us about? You don't necessarily have to name names. In fact, it's pretty best if you don't. Oh, I don't know. I think we've been... I mean, I think the ones that come with a lot of security, which are ex-prime ministers and royalty, are just harder logistically because we're a really small team. So, you know, uh, those are just harder for us, but they haven't been an issue. It's just more, you know, suddenly I remember with one ex-prime minister quite a few years ago, you know, having to find a seat at the last minute on a very, very packed out thing for, you know, the security guy and obviously he had like a gun in his pocket and I was like not sure you know (laughs) I'm not sure where we're going to sit you so you know you have moments like that which are probably less you know where they're you know they're obviously doing a protection job as well so that's probably the oddest request is trying to find a front row seat for somebody who's got a gun in their pocket and then we have to tell the people next to them because I think you're supposed to aren't you say by the way you know you're sitting next to someone who's armed don't be alarmed don't be alarmed it's not um, really a diva moment is it but no it's not a diva moment oh, I'm, I'm too i'm too good to tell you those <laughs> well you're very kind um <laughs> harriet thank you uh, so much indeed and i'm sure this year is going to be another success brilliant it's on from the 2nd to the 10th and you can get tickets at our website for anyone who would like to come and join us please do that was Harriet Reed Ryan, Events and Programme Director of the Henley Literary Festival. And as she said, it takes place between Saturday the 2nd and Sunday the 10th of October. For more information, call the box office on 01491 575 948 
or visit henleyliteraryfestival.co.uk. Thanks so much for listening to the RG10 podcast. It'd be great if you could share this with others who you think may find it interesting, even those who've never even heard of the podcasting phenomenon. At the moment, it's just another way that we can all stay connected. If you do have any thoughts about who or what we can include in future episodes, then please do let us know via the rg10mag.com website or maybe in the comments section on Apple or SoundCloud. Thanks for listening and goodbye.